Welcome to Just Curious Media. This is Let's Talk Cobra Kai. I'm Jason Connell, documentary filmmaker, churn podcaster. And I'm Sal Rodriguez, toy collector, comedian. All right, so this is episode three, Esquelito, which means skeleton. Spoiler alert. And this episode got an 8.5 rating on IMDb. So, Sal, what do you think? Third episode, what's your initial thoughts? I feel like we're starting to get into a groove here. Us or the show? Well, all of us, actually. We're starting to establish characters. We're starting to get into the three-dimensionality of each person. I'm really liking where things are going as far as the backdrop. We're learning more about Miguel. We're meeting his family. I'm really happy with where we're at right now. So this episode starts with Miguel training, playing classic rock, obviously influenced from Johnny. Yeah. And his grandmother comes and checks on him. His grandmother comes to invite him to eat, I think, doesn't she? Right. And then he's doing all this grunting in the room, training in karate. But the grandmother thinks he's beating his meat. Or jerking off, she says. <laughs> she does say Translation, jerking off. <laughs> jerking off. So then we're around the table. Miguel's mother's referencing the Halloween dance, which is coming up, which all I can think of is the Karate Kid scene. Halloween is the most prominent holiday in the Karate Kid slash Cobra Kai folklore. I got to admit, when they started talking about a Halloween costume at the Halloween dance, I'm thinking, are we going to see Miguel in a shower curtain? That's why when we see what Miguel arrives in, I was like, what? So we cut to the Cobra Kai dojo, and Miguel is the only Cobra Kai student to this day. And Johnny's looking at all these bills. The bills are a piling. That goes back to how much money he received, and it just wasn't that much. <laughs> okay. So in other words, he had enough money from his stepdad. Right. From episode one. Ed Asner. To, yes, Ed Asner, to open up the dojo, maybe pay a month or two of rent. And that was about it. He's got to go out and start recruiting. He had a small runway. So Johnny needs students, and it's not like he's ever run any sort of business. Even in the handyman job, he worked for someone else. Yes. So Crease from Karate Kid, he had a loyal dojo. Yeah. Parents who had money, very affluent. Yeah. And there was a lot of students in there, and they're all black belts, so they'd been in his program for years. Johnny's just turned on the switch, put the Cobra Kai logo out. He doesn't know how to recruit yet. And if he doesn't know how to do that very soon, Cobra Kai is going away. Well, Kreese almost had a cult-like following. That's true. Those were his minions. Those were his disciples. So leadership at that time was on another level. All the more reason that Johnny's got to recruit some students and yes. learn how to run a business immediately. Yeah, so here's where Miguel starts doing outside sales now. He's got to bring some new disciples into the new cult of Cobra Kai. Exactly. So now we're back at the school cafeteria, and Miguel is trying to recruit Dimitri and Eli to be Cobra Kai's. And Dimitri's sarcastic, and he has no interest, and Eli is just a very quiet, reserved character at this point in time. Well, neither kid is going to think, oh yeah, I'm going to learn how to kick ass. Right. Then you see Aisha, who's Sam's old friend, and Sam's somewhat outgrown right now because she's running with the cool kids. Yes. Yasmin and company. And Aisha comes over and wants to do a fun Halloween costume mm -hmm. to be salt. Yes. She'll be sodium and Sam would be... Chloride, was it? That's right. Yeah, as a combo, they would be salt a dynamic together. duo. Yeah. You have to know the periodic table of elements for it to be super hilarious, I, I yeah. believe. I, hilarious is a stretch. <laughs> and Aisha knows her from the country club because their parents know each other, yeah. right? And they've been best friends all growing up. Really? Okay. This is just that time when you start to get different friends in school. Oh, no. And so Sam tells her, oh, I'm sorry. We've already decided to go as Laker girls. Yes. <laughs> So Johnny hires this lady to, to do sign spinning, sign spinning, Cobra Kai sign spinning. <laughs> and he's also distributing flyers. 
He goes to the playground. Guys are playing basketball. And he's like, hey, guys, you want to pick up these babes over here? Join karate. Just the worst salesman that one could be. Sure. And the two girls he's talking about, they could be with these guys. (laughs) We don't even know this. Yeah. So Well, he's kind of out of touch. You're noticing that as Johnny's living his life, here he is in present day, but he's not exactly present day. No. He's sort of a throwback still. So... Not good at recruiting. (laughs) Bad at sale. Okay. So now we cut to Miguel, who created a website. Yes. Mm -hmm. Somehow he got the Cobra Kai logo. Yeah. It's got a little snake sound and a mailing list. And Johnny is impressed. And even more impressed when Johnny hears Miguel's new ringtone, which is a rat track. Yes. And Johnny kind of smirks like, this guy is pretty cool all of Mm -hmm. a sudden. Well, Miguel says that he went down this rabbit hole of 80s music. In other words, he's starting to get into Johnny's world a little bit. Yeah. Johnny's getting in his world. He's getting in Johnny's world. So it's a well, nice... Well, I think Johnny's staying in his world. <laughs> <laughs> well, Johnny's now looking at a website. That's true. He right? understands the significance of it. And even Miguel's like, we'll get some social media going on here. So he understands that to reach this younger demographic, these mm. millennials, he's going to need this guy. Yeah. So now Johnny, inspired by what he's seen, he tells Miguel, who had asked earlier in the episode, when am I going to learn how to kick? He says, meet me at midnight at the school. Yeah. Now, it's a weeknight, and midnight's late for anybody. So this is a high schooler who's going to go meet his sensei at midnight to start training? Yeah. Far-fetched? In the Cobra Kai slash Karate Kid folklore, maybe not so much. Mr. Miyagi had Daniel-san paint the whole damn fence all day long. That's true. But so, he's done by nine, probably. At this point, I'm thinking anything goes. Expect the unexpected. But I would just say this. They have a dojo. They're at the Cobra Kai dojo. <laughs> Let's just walk out here out of the office and work on some kicks. So Johnny's going off script, and yeah. he's going a little Mr. Miyagi action. Yeah. What does he say? He knows the night watchmen or something yeah. like that? So we're at the school. It's kind of a dark scene. Yeah. And no lights are on, and they're by the pool. And what's he do to Miguel? It's an indoor pool, so it's really dark in there. Correct. He ties up Miguel's hands, pushes him into the pool, and Miguel has to survive by kicking. So he's practically drowning. Yeah. Miyagi never went so dark. He never went life-threatening. No pretty harsh because miguel's struggling he doesn't know what's going on disorienting probably can't even see down there i'm assuming and so he pulls him up by the hair and then kind of gives him some motivation like the motivation was drowning is for pussies that's his motivation (laughs) it worked yeah he kicks his legs and he surfaces and we realize hey he's got some strength and power in his legs he's learning how to kick well before that though are in the midst of that i should say we go into an 80s training montage oh yes with lots of kicks to wood We end the montage, and now Miguel is trying to wear this ridiculous costume. Not a shower curtain. I don't even know what this thing is. It was just a really bad handmade costume by his mother and grandmother. Yeah, it was a mess. Johnny says he can't go out like that. He's representing Cobra Kai. And we cut to nice slow-mo intro. Miguel is wearing the infamous skeleton costume from Karate Kid. Yeah. Beautiful. Now, the only difference is he's one of one. Yeah. I'm like Karate Kid. There's like 20 of those costumes. Yeah. It's not a skeleton crew. But it sure looks cool. It was pretty badass him walking in. And I'm it, telling you, I was like, wow, wow. It made me just realize just how iconic that costume was. Yeah. So he goes up and he sees Dimitri, who, is he a warlock? What was Dimitri again? Well, at first Miguel referred to him as a sorcerer. A sorcerer? 
But then I think he corrected him that he was something else, probably from some nerd game or something like D&D. Some nerd game. So Eli is not just a doctor, he's a plastic surgeon, and I believe a facial plastic surgeon at that. The character has, I believe, maybe a hair lip, had surgery, but he still gets made fun of, feels bad about it. So he has a Halloween costume where he gets to wear a surgical mask and cover up his hair lip. Like he's got the bird flu or something. Yeah, it's one of those bird flu things. He does get made fun of, which will fuel him later. Okay, Daniel is at the dance as a... He's there as a chaperone. Which Samantha hates. Oh, Imagine you're at a high school dance and your parent is there. Lame. Yeah. What are you doing? And then he's there, not necessarily to chaperone the dance. He's there to keep an eye on his daughter. Is he doesn't trust Kyler. No. And nor should he. No. So now Johnny is at the dance as well, but he's in the hallways flyering the school. Yeah. I loved that moment so much because it's very similar to the moment in the previous episode when Daniel LaRusso sitting in the car, looks over, sees the dojo for the first time, and you see he starts to wilt. And so, they show some flashbacks from Karate Kid. Him getting beaten by the skeleton crew. Yeah, he still harbors all that. Yes. Oh, I love that moment. Because I like these moments where you see behind the facade and to the vulnerability of someone. So those little moments when you just see him start to wither inside. But then he has to obviously come back to reality. He's a parent. He's chaperoning. He's got to mind his P's and Q's. But inside, he's still Daniel LaRusso, boy from New Jersey, new kid in school, getting beaten. And then he's distracted by Kyler and Sam exiting the dance and going somewhere private. So Daniel's hot on the trail. Yeah. Walks out in the hallway, runs into Johnny. Mm-hmm. It's not a showdown, but it's an exchange. And you can tell that Daniel's hanging on to what he believes Cobra Kai was and assumes, making a huge assumption that that's what Johnny's creating now. Sure. And there's words, but Johnny's not having much of it. He's just trying to get students because he knows this is going to be a different Cobra Kai. But there's no time for that because he's got to go see what Sam and Kyler are up to. Johnny does say the words, and I quote, I'm not Crease. Because Daniel made some reference to, oh, you're bringing back Cobra Kai? Even after what your sensei did to you? And so that's when Johnny said something like, I'm not crease. In other words, this is different now. Yeah, that's what's funny about this show. There's a lot of assumptions. Sure. And they're both hotheads. And they have a hard time seeing eye to eye on anything. Sure. Which also makes for a great show. Yeah. Because what makes for a lot of rivalry or argumentation or miscommunication is lack of understanding. If you don't have those come together Come to Jesus moments, as they say. Yes. Because what we're seeing is we're seeing these parallels of their lives. We're seeing two men who are living life with all of its struggles, its ups and downs, its trials and tribulations. Two guys just trying to make their way in the world. And so you see how their lives kind of counteract each other. Right. Different, but kind of balance each other out also. And neither are that happy with where they're at right now. No, neither that happy. I think that neither person is completely satisfied with their lot in life. You know what? I'm getting a feeling as I'm watching Daniel more and more that he kind of still feels bullied. Yeah. He's a successful businessman with multiple auto dealerships. Right. He has a whole multitude of dealerships, what, five, six dealerships in the San Fernando Valley, successful billboards everywhere. Yet I think he still feels a little bullied. Well, Daniel never bullied anyone. So he's only been bullied and he bested them in a safe forum But that is still there. He still feels what he felt as a young kid. Still harbors that. And he doesn't have Miyagi to fix him. No. So then are we all just children walking around in adult bodies with all the hurts and pains and 
all the feelings that we had as kids, as teenagers, it's still there. It, now, it never goes away. We're in kids' bodies, just old. <laughs> <laughs> so Aisha still goes to the dance in her sodium costume, mm -hmm. her periodic table shirt. Yes. Not salt. She did her part. And Yasmin makes fun of her eating yeah. and films it. Yeah, and puts a little snout, a little pork snout on her through some little app. Sends it to everybody. All of a sudden, the, everyone at the dance is looking at this on their phone. Yeah, somehow she filmed this, edited it, and somehow got it out to the entire school. Made her look like a pig at a trough, and she's just eating something at the table like sure. everyone else is. There's but, a buffet. She's eating from the buffet. Yeah, and just makes fun of her, makes yes. her feel bad. So Aisha looks over, sees Sam next to Yasmin, and assumes yeah. she was part of it. Sure. It's almost a carry moment. Very much. They're going to laugh at you. Yeah, very much Carrie. Yeah, so yeah. all of a sudden, everybody... If she has telekinetic powers, we're all in trouble. <laughs> Everyone would have been dead if she would have had telekinetic powers at that moment. If Travolta had made an appearance, <laughs> I would have definitely been on the lookout. But before that, before the video went viral, Sam goes to her classroom with Kyler, and Daniel breaks in, assuming that something's going down. Well, because at one moment, Kyler and Samantha are there, and they're making out, and then he's like, oh, I want to show you something. And then he starts reaching down, and then he's like, help me with my belt, I have something. Well, he's got like some sort of like buccaneer costume on. Yeah, he's a pirate, I guess. So he can't even get into his pirate belt or yeah. whatever. Daniel breaks in, sure. can't handle it, and then realizes he was reaching for something that like a family heirloom or yeah, something. Yeah, some little bracelet or something. And Sam's well, embarrassed, is... mad, and just tears out of there. Yeah. When he pulls out the little thing and says, this is what I was going to give her, I'm not really buying it necessarily. Oh, Kyler's got more plans. Yeah, yeah. I'm not really buying that his motive was that pure. I don't trust him. But honestly. I wouldn't say Sam's there to have sex with the guy. No, not necessarily. So Sam's probably thinking, trust me in this situation. Yeah. You know, and she's not happy with her dad because A, he's there and not just at the dance. Now he's tracking her. Well, speaking of 1980s, it was one of those Three's Company moments where they're doing something that from the outside looks like they're doing something else. Right. Mr. Furley's outside. <laughs> Jack! Yeah, he's outside listening. He thinks something's going on. He barges in, and it's really just Jack and Janet, her teaching him how to hold a golf club. You yeah. know, it's always something like that. And it was no different here. So they were doing something that was actually innocent in the moment, but he just saw her undoing his belt. Yeah. Or the Ropers. Could have been Mr. Roper. Okay. And by the way, I keep calling her Sam for short. I'll go back and forth. We can say Samantha or Sam. I think that Daniel refers to her as Sam at a few points. Yeah, no, I think yeah. I'm doing that. I'm assuming that we're on the same page. We know who yeah. we're talking about. Okay. And by the way, Samantha, mm -hmm. played by Mary Mouser, from Arkansas, born in 1996. Young. Young woman, but 22 when she's filming the show, okay. playing a teenager. She was in that old 18 to play younger category. You were a little bit of that Sal on 90210, weren't you, back in the day? I didn't realize how fantastic a place, 18 to look younger, is such a fantastic place to be. But to be clear, you were on episodes of the original 90210 as an extra. Yes, I was an extra on 90210, Saved by the Bell. But Parker how Lewis old were you when you were on 90210? When I was on 90210, I was probably actually about 17. Oh, okay. You were younger. I got a fake ID to be an extra on 90210 to play a high schooler, and I was a high schooler. So I was a high schooler who faked it as an adult to play a high schooler. While the cast was older, playing younger. When I was on the set of 90210, I looked at the stars, yeah. and I thought, 
they, they don't look like high schoolers. Look at our cast. Miguel, Samantha. Yeah. Miguel is... Miguel looks young. He, well, he is 18. Yeah. As they're filming this, he's 18 years old. I bet old. you Eli and Dimitri are also quite young. I'm assuming that everybody's at least 18. Yeah. You know, for all the laws and the they're ca- laws They're casting it closer, you know, to real, unlike 90210. Yeah, they were all, I think a lot of them in their mid-20s on 90210. Okay, so now we are still at the dance. We're in the restroom and defeated by not meeting any women at the dance. <laughs> we have Miguel, Dimitri, and Eli. And all of a sudden, here comes Kyler and company. And Kyler's telling him the story of how he didn't hook up with Sam and blah, blah, blah. And what happens next? Well, Kyler is gloating about the fact about this bracelet scam that he does with girls that he dates. Correct. Some family heirloom. Yeah. Like, it's part of his little plan to get into her pants, obviously. So, our heroes overhear Kyler joking with his friends. hero. Well, Miguel and his buddies overhear Kyler and his plans about what were just foiled. But I'm saying Dimitri and Eli quickly exit. So it's really, oh, they're out of there. It's really just okay, Miguel. Yeah. Okay, so they are out of there quick, fast, in a hurry. And it was interesting that Miguel just didn't hightail it out of there too. He's been training and he has a little bit of that Cobra Kai mindset in him now. Which is strike first. Strike first. Strike oh. hard. No mercy. Yep. So what happens? Well, they start, what, picking on him? Poking at him? Yep. And then he does precisely that, right? Doesn't he, he go for the kick? He goes for the kick, and an overconfident Miguel gets beaten down. Kind of like it reminded me of a beating that Daniel took on the same Halloween night when Mr. Miyagi broke up the fight. He took a beating. Well, actually, it's a little bit worse, because if I'm not mistaken, Kyler grabbed some sort of weapon. So he had no help, no yeah, mercy, yeah, yeah. and they got him good. And what do you use, like a... What's that? Lacrosse stick? Yes. That's yeah. what it looked like. Well, that's what initially Eli knocked over some lacrosse sticks. Okay. And they heard them. Okay, so Kyler beats Miguel with a lacrosse stick. Yeah. Ugh, Kyler deserves it. And, and Kyler wasn't things. alone. He's, you know, four oh, he has friends. His, yeah, oh, it's horrible. Horrible. So now we see Johnny in the hallway, and he sees a photo of Allie. Yeah. So there's like a trophy case, and Allie's in there, a black and white photo of her with a football. Mm-hmm. And he's just reminiscing. And then he hears Kyler and his crew leaving the restroom, thinks he hears something at a distance goes to investigate and discovers Miguel completely beaten, probably bloody, bruised. Yeah. And I think Johnny right then felt compassion, probably some mercy, but he knows he has to train Miguel much more so he can defend himself against these punks. Yeah, Miguel's just a broken heap on the ground. Remember also at this moment in time, Miguel represents Cobra Kai. This is his first student ever, mm-hmm. as far as we know. So yeah. right now, Johnny probably feels a little bit like a failure. Like, I failed this kid. I've got to do better. And he lives next to him. He knows he has to take this kid home and what that consequence is going to look like. Yeah. So I think the episode ends with him looking down at a broken heap that is Miguel. (laughs) That is exactly how it ends. Kind of dark. Kind of like Empire Strikes Back. (laughs) But I hadn't thought of that. They possibly went to the Halloween dance together in the same vehicle. They did. They, they did because he got in the costume. And he said, "We're gonna go, and oh. he'll be marketing and doing flyers." Okay, and, wow. Yeah. Now, had Johnny been more like Freddie from Karate Kid, Daniel's friend, he would have left him. Oh yeah, I remember that moment when Freddie just vanishes at the beach. I would encourage anybody who loves Cobra Kai. In fact, I was just on Facebook 
the other day, and there were people there who watched Karate Kid, who'd never seen Cobra Kai, people who saw Cobra Kai never saw Karate Kid. That's so crazy. Yeah, so I definitely would encourage anybody who likes Cobra Kai to watch Karate Kid. I would encourage you to do so. If you don't, I think you can still enjoy the characters and still enjoy the show. But no, I would encourage when you. When you say Karate Kid, the 1984. The original Karate Kid with Ralph Macchio and William Zabka, the stars of Cobra Kai, Correct. in their original roles, yes. And then listen to our special episode. Please listen to the special episode. So that concludes episode three. This has been a lot of fun. I hope that you guys can like us, subscribe to us on iTunes or any other place where you get your podcast. And I look forward to coming back for episode number four. Looking forward to episode four, big time. I'm totally kied out. All right. Take care.